Well, lots uh, going on regarding the uh, legality of it all. And uh, here to sort things out, no better person than William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor Extraordinaire. We say a very good morning to Bill and a very happy new year to you, sir. Happy new year to you. William, why did it take so long, the so-called resignation of uh, Harvard President Claudine Gay? Well, I'm sure she didn't want to go. I think that's part of it. I mean, she achieved the pinnacle in academia in many ways, president of arguably the most prestigious university in the world. And it's not something you give up lightly. So I don't think she wanted to go. There were reports, uh, rumors, reports that she was pushing back against, you know, efforts to uh, get her out of there. So I think she just finally came to the conclusion. But it's not a job you give up very easily when, you know, it's what you've always wanted to be. So I think that was probably a lot of it. And I don't think Harvard was really probably willing to twist her arm very much because, you know, she's the first black woman president of Harvard and, uh, you know, she has a lot of support. And so I don't think that they wanted this whole scenario. So I think nobody over at Harvard really wanted this, but there was no choice. You know, it's interesting. You look back at the Liz McGill's of uh, Pennsylvania, University of Pennsylvania, the Sir Cornbluth MIT president. Uh, and you look at the road that uh, Claudine Gay has has certainly gone through, and uh, the spotlight is upon all three, no question. Harvard, pretty much the most prestigious school in the world. Uh, you want to argue it could be Oxford and whatnot. Listen, I get it. But in essence, with all that went on, as far as the anti-Semitic references uh, in play here, the amount of plagiarism that we have learned uh, from this former president is just astronomical to me. And it's not like it was just about a week and a half ago. This has been brewing for quite some time uh, over instances involved here. Uh, why not recognize properly and why that not in play from, from way back as far as the discussion of dismissal? Well, I think it was the plagiarism that finally pushed her over the edge. It was not what happened on campus with regard to chance for genocide against Jews. It was not any of that stuff. I think she would have survived that. But the plagiarism just uh, caused her to lose all possible credibility and made it very hard for her defenders to justify her being in that particular spot. The plagiarism was widespread. Uh, it was going back many decades to her. Uh, PhD dissertation, whether you term it serious plagiarism or just plagiarism, it was plagiarism. She copied other people and did not properly attribute them. And any student would probably be suspended or kicked out of Harvard if they did the same thing. So it was just an impossible situation where she had become a laughing stock. She'd become an internet meme. Uh, and it was extremely damaging to Harvard's so-called brand. No question. Is the is the keeping of her salary, which is close to 900000 a year, might be a shade over, um, is that a way of Harvard saying, you know what, we really didn't want to let you go, but public <clears throat> opinion forced our hand, but I'll tell you, in return, you will be paid. Is that the notion of thinking possibly here? 
Oh, I think it was. I mean, they had to give her a sweetheart deal. I mean, she's keeping her tenured position that, you know, whether that she could lose that anyway, uh, you know, without being president, that's an issue. It's very hard to strip someone of tenure. But her salary, you know, that's enormous salary, obviously. So I, I think there was some of that, that, you know, Harvard sweetening the pot for her. We don't know if she got any other side deals from them that not been disclosed if there are such side deals but yeah they had they weren't going to fire her from the university because the last thing they wanted was a lawsuit from her over her termination because she probably knows where all of the you know skeletons are buried at harvard so i don't think they wanted to get into a lawsuit with her so they made it worth her while Talking with Bill Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, on the resignation, a belated one at that, of Claudine Gay out of Harvard. Bill, what about the board? What about the board of of Harvard? Um, you know, you look at a situation of this nature, and you say to yourself, listen, they're the ones who hired this individual. They're the ones who try to keep her on after the despicable congressional testimony involved. And, of course, as we uh, just spoke about, her ever-growing, career-long, plagiaristic situations. Uh, Even if that's not a word, I'll say it. Uh, But, in essence, uh, how does the board go on without changeover? You know, you look at any sports franchise that needs a total teardown in order to wreck resurrect itself properly and that'll be done in this particular case in my estimation you need a complete makeover top to bottom here well it's it's even deeper than the specific people on at the harvard corporation it's a, it's a strange structure they have there is a board of overseers and then there's the corporation it seems like it's the corporation that runs things and yeah, I mean, there are, the problems are so deep at Harvard and throughout academia, and they're not just administrative problems. Moving around administrators, replacing with her with somebody who has the same ideology uh, is not going to change anything. And that's the problem. The, these campuses have been completely poisoned by the racialization of education, so-called diversity, equity, and inclusion. It permeates everything. It dominates everything. And it's the reason she was promoted. She was promoted to presidency because she was a huge DEI advocate. I mean, she was the the messenger to push that ideology throughout the entirety of the campus. She a, a memo of hers leaked out two, three, four weeks ago where she promised that's what she was going to do. That's the problem. She, Claudine Gay, was a symptom of a much deeper problem at elite, particularly elite academia, uh, the Ivy League and other elite schools, where this DEI um, ideology has completely captured the institution. We no longer focus on merit. We no longer focus on accomplishment. If we did, she never would have been president. She is was an unremarkable person with a completely unremarkable research and writing and scholarly history. She was not, you know, the brightest star or the brightest bulb in the theater. She was somebody who fit the bill of the DEI ideology in many different ways. You know, skin color is just part of it. It's both her, it's her philosophy. It's what her mission was in education. So that's the problem. 
that's not going to go away by replacing her. And it's probably not going to go away unless you have a fundamental reevaluation by Harvard um, throughout the campus of this DEI bureaucracy and DEI ideology. Do other uh, institutions of higher learning of this ilk get a transformation in their own regard as far as what has happened to Claudine Gay? Will they have, you know, kind of a, a resuscitation of yesteryear when values meant something and morality, something we haven't seen on many a campus these days? Do we see kind of a different deal going on? I don't think so. I think the problem is so deep and has been going or has been building for 20, 30, arguably 40 years on campuses. There is no opposition left on campuses. Conservative or even non-liberal professors have not been hired for the most part. There are exceptions, but for the most part have not been hired in a generation. There's nobody left on campus to oppose this. The campuses will not reform on their own. There's going to have to be continued and sustained, and I mean for years, maybe decades, pressure from the outside for them to revert back to their original academic mission. They're not going to do it on their own, uh, so people should not think because two presidents of two Ivy League schools resigned, problem solved. The problem is much, much deeper. It's almost intractable. I don't know if it can be solved, but it can't be solved by the people on campuses who created the problem. And I'll tell you another thing that I don't think will be solved overnight is is the behavior of our of our young people uh, throughout this land and uh, their support uh, for groups of this nature. Uh, we see what's going on with pro-Palestinian protests. Even those, a report that came out, those favoring Osama bin Laden in his actions. I mean, it's just unbelievable uh, when you think about it and what has transpired with this nation uh, over the last, uh, you know, you go back years, you go back even more emphatically in the spotlight over the last uh, five, six months here. But that's embedded right now. And when something is embedded from, a, from, an, ideo- from an ideological sense, it is very, very tough, I would think, uh, to try and 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 somehow lift that moral fiber of negative fashion, very hard to transform, I would think. Yeah, I, I again, I'm not sure it can be. I mean, I think we as a society need to start to think of ways that we can protect ourselves from the insanity, the anti-Americanism, the anti-Semitism, the anti-capitalism that has taken over academia. I think that, and I've said this many times before, it's not new for me, and I'm I'm sure others have said it as well, that what is happening on campuses is a threat to our society. The uh, extreme ideologies were one thing when they were just one ideology among many on campuses. Those extreme voices were one thing when they were just one among many viewpoints and on campuses, but now they are completely dominant. They have driven out everybody else over the last 20 plus years. And so I think we really need to um, figure out a way as a society how we prevent our society from turning into the campuses. Well, no doubt about it. Bill Jacobson with us, Cornell Law Professor. I'm going to switch gears, Bill, uh, and get into 
what's happening with Donald Trump. We know he holds a commanding lead over the rest of the field. You have the caucuses coming up in Iowa on the 15th. Uh, you also have had him appealing a decision, removing him from the main primary ballot uh, because of his role in the January 6th attack in the U.S. Capitol. Now, the Secretary of State over there, uh, Shenabellos, a Democrat, we should uh, say, obviously. Uh, I'm sure you've, you've read and heard, ladies and gentlemen. But she had a legal obligation removed from the ballot under a civil error provision of the Constitution that prohibits those who engage in insurrection from holding office. You know, my biggest thing is the man was never convicted of it. Do we see a duplication in your estimation as far as what happened in Colorado where he was removed and then put back on? Give me a sense. Well, the whole movement to remove him from the ballot is obviously so dangerous to our society. We're going to empower some secretary of state someplace to make a decision on her own as to who gets to run for president. So I think this is a really dangerous situation. And, you know, he's not been convicted of anything. There's been. So what are, what are we going to do? Are we going to have no standards whatsoever? Does that mean I mean, I consider what Joe Biden has been doing at the southern border, refusing to enforce our immigration laws, uh, a constitutional offense. He's, he's not uh, enforcing the laws as he's required to do. And uh, should we kick him off the ballot in red states? Should the secretary of state in Oklahoma decide that Joe, ba- Joe Biden can't uh, appear on the ballot because in his or her estimation, I don't know who the secretary of state is, uh, Joe Biden has, you know, uh, committed uh, an insurrection against our law, our immigration laws. I mean, where does this stop? That's the problem with it. And the Supreme Court's going to have to sort it out. Otherwise, we're going to have complete mayhem. I'd argue we have mayhem now, but at least it's not throughout the country. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you look at these situations, they only seem to elevate the numbers of the former president. Uh, You know, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is. Almost every incident, Bill, has pretty much surmised that Donald Trump has only increased his lead over his nearest uh, challengers, and especially that of the current president, if they go head-to-head here. Well, I I don't think this is helping him versus Biden. Um, I think it is no doubt the indictments are what propelled Trump to the double-digit, significant double-digit lead the polls say he has we'll find out in a couple of weeks whether those polls are accurate or not we've had problems in the past but based on what we expect to happen uh you can look at the history of the republican primary and it was tightening uh leading into march of 2023 between desantis and trump the margin i think was down to about 15 points dropping from about 30 then he gets indicted in manhattan and all of a sudden the bounce back and Nobody's looked back since. Every indictment helps Trump, uh, but only in the Republican primary. Uh, My view is the Democrats are quite content to have these attacks on Trump uh, guarantee him or close to guarantee him the Republican nomination, but they'll all be used against him in the general election. Remember, the the Democrats have a billion dollars waiting to dump into negative ads on Trump's that they haven't done so far. All of these indictments, all of these accusations, all of this stuff is going to come back very heavy. We'll see if it works, but I don't think we should assume 
because this has elevated him in the Republican primary, because people are rallying around him, that that means it's going to you know, get him the general election uh, victory. Fascinating times, uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, fascinating times, all up for discussion as we do on a daily basis. William Jacobson, the uh, Cornell Law Professor uh, extraordinaire. Bill, we thank you, and we look forward to many a conversation in 2024. Great. Take care. You got it.